Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Anger Management Class. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. You know how we do it. I am Gabriel Morenci. Ian Cameron's going to step up and then we're going to break it down. March Madness this style. We promised a basketball extravaganza. Listen, it's 180 minutes full court press uh, this show. And I did talk about Kenny Galladay for what? Maybe about three or four minutes or something like that earlier. Just because I thought it was worthy enough to bring up. And I did mention that LeBron James is out indefinitely with the high ankle sprain. But other than that, it's college basketball. And we'll settle in because college basketball is really going to, um, you know, good. thank God for some of these other tournaments. Because, you know, listen, it's a good thing we've got games on Monday. It's kind of strange, but we've got games on Monday. And the schedule for Monday is the same as the schedule today. So there's a game up at 1210. Um, the first game up are, are the Ducks and Iowa. And we've been talking about this game quite extensively since because it's the first game up. And I've decided I'm going to play Iowa in the first half here. I'm going to play Iowa in the first half. And listen, it wouldn't shock, shock me if Iowa wins the first half and the Ducks start to heat up as the game goes on. But, you know, and is it low-hanging fruit? Is it a simpleton thought? Is it like, you know, ooh, that they haven't played, but... If it is, so be it. All right? I just like the fact that Iowa have a game under their belt here. And, you know, their offense was flowing. I think early in the basketball game, Iowa have an advantage against the Ducks. Now, you can also argue the Ducks' legs are going to be fresher as the game goes on. Right? And listen, man, there's wild swings in an end game with all these tournament games with the totals and everything. But as far as, you know, as, as, far as I'm concerned right now, I'm not ready to tell you, yeah, I'm laying five with the uh, with Iowa. The Pac-12's on fire right now. But with that being stated, I'll lay three points in the first half uh, with Iowa. And I will be betting the over 148 of this basketball game. Now, Gonzaga in the first half is something I'm going to be taking a look at uh, as well. We'll get into Abilene Christian, UCLA, uh, LSU, Michigan, Ohio, and Creighton. Creighton lay five and a half. I know this game, I get the feeling that Creighton will survive, yet this will be one of those games that's gonna you know be right down to the wire, man. Pretty high total, buck 49. Late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Bring it. Four hours a day, seven days a week, with the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We're the second part. 
Some call it strategy, but we just call it The Edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Lorenzi. Ian Cameron's going to step up, and we're going to continue the breakdown of tomorrow's uh, games. Let's uh, check in right now with the updated futures uh, right now as far as the tournament is concerned. I wanna, I'm curious to see if they're about the line moves after all these upsets, and there has been a lot of shuffling uh, right now. On the Titanic, that is the 2021 March Madness Tournament. Gonzaga, listen, Gonzaga were plus 200 coming into the tournament. I put a nice big play in on Gonzaga to make it to the Final Four. So they've got to get past Oklahoma tomorrow and then two more on the weekend, and I cash that ticket, and then I can worry about betting Gonzaga moving forward on how I want to proceed. So Gonzaga were plus 200. They're now plus 180. So there really hasn't been that much movement as far as the Zags are concerned. Baylor are the second choice. And from what we've seen, it's still early right now, but from what we've seen, Baylor does look like the second best team right now. Baylor are the real deal. Deep at both ends. Everybody can score. Uh, they hit threes. They play good defense. They don't turn the ball over. Like, they just, whatever. They're damn good. They're damn they're, Baylor are going to be a tough out for anybody, including Gonzaga. And I've got Baylor and Gonzaga in the title game. So uh, right now, Baylor at plus 440. Houston are 9-1. And it's funny, if you guys recall, I, I was on the Houston bandwagon a long time ago, but I'm sort of off of it now. They play too close of games. Like, it's eventually going to catch up to them. And they're good, but they're not going to get all the way to the title game. They're not going to. So you know what? There's not enough value at 9-1. to one. Michigan are at 9-1. to one. You know what? Think what Michigan is. I think Michigan are are good. I think Michigan are going to get it done against LSU. I think Michigan will beat Florida State, who I like to beat Colorado. So, uh, you know, then Michigan's going to maybe have to get past Alabama. Bama gets it done. But the problem for Michigan and Michigan future betters is you run into Gonzaga in that Final Four game, the first game, not even the title game. Right, you know, it would be like, well, you know, if you, if you have a cleaner path and you have a nine to one and you get to the title game and you put yourself in a head situation at nine to one if you want, but you know, it's a tough Michigan have a tough haul to get through Gonzaga at, at that final four level. They're nine to one right now. Arkansas is fifteen to one uh, for you, Sister Jean fans. You want to jump on the Loyola Chicago bandwagon? Loyola Chicago are fifteen to one right now. They're the sixth choice. Alabama are 16 to 1. Iowa are 16 to 1. <laughs> the Beavers are 20. I can't believe these numbers, man. This tournament's whacked. How, how are the Beavers? I know why, because Florida State have to go to Gonzaga, too. I got to tell you, Matthias, if I would have told you a couple, last week that after the first weekend of play of the NCAA tournament, that the Oregon State Beavers would be 26 to 1. 
and Florida State would be 40 to 1, you'd say, what you talking about, Willis? You'd be like, no way. Like, dude, the Beavers have, the beat. put it this way, bro. A blue blood like Kansas are 50 to 1. <laughs> How are the Oregon State Beavers 26 to 1? Like, who the hell is going to bet that? Like, how are they 26 to 1? Kansas are 50 to 1. Oral Roberts are 65 to 1 right now. UCLA are 55 to 1. Maryland. You know what? One of these teams, one of these weird teams is going to go on a run. The problem is they can't win. Like, you know what I mean? They can't win. So, you know, you can bet this stuff to make it to the final four. Right? You know what I mean? And um, FanDuel does have odds up, but not for all the teams right now. They will start to post them, but it is uh, overnight right now. They've got Ohio to make the Final Four. 15-1. to LSU to make the Final Four. Plus 490. That's not enough at all, because they have to go through Gonzaga, too. These numbers are all over the place. This stuff's whacked out. That's crazy, though, the 26-1 to 1 for the Beavers. I get it. It's been a nice run, but whatever, man. 26-1? to 1? Like, how the hell can the, how can, how can the Beavers be 26-1 to 1 and Villanova's 26-1? to 1? Kansas is 50-1. to 1. Maryland is 80-1. to 1. I tell you, Maryland are a strange team, man. Who's the biggest long shot right now on the board? The longest shot since it is a crazy tournament. The biggest, the biggest long shot are the Ohio Bobcats at 180 to one, and Albany and Christian at 180 to one. Not enough. Like Albany Christian to win, like if they want your money, wouldn't they have to offer like 250 to one or something? 350 to one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 180, well, yeah, it's not enough. Like it's it's not you know it's not sexy enough to want to do it. Like looking at like look, you know what's crazy? The Ducks, the Oregon Ducks are 80 to one. Like they're right at the bottom, man. The Ducks are 80 to one. That's pretty crazy. Oral, listen, man. Oral Roberts can win against Arkansas. They could beat Arkansas. Like why couldn't they? They just beat Ohio State. They just beat Florida. Arkansas are the same caliber team as those two teams. Arkansas are a little better than Florida, and, um, you know, I don't know, about the same as Ohio State, whatever. So, like, Oral Roberts can totally win that next game. Like, to me, the fact that the Beavers are 25 to 1 and Oral Roberts are 65 to 1, these numbers are whack, but it's all kind of pointless because, whatever, man, it's going to end up being Gonzaga and Baylor in the end. So. That's, you know, I don't, I don't feel any different. I came into the weekend thinking that it was going to be Gonzaga-Baylor in the title game. And I stand with my, uh, my original prediction, Gonzaga versus Baylor in the title game. But as far as the games tomorrow are concerned, as I stated, we've already got a bet in on Gonzaga in the first half. Minus eight and a half. I'm going to play the over of this game as well. I'm playing the over and the Gonzaga. You know what? The totals came on tonight. You've got much higher scoring teams. It's not a coincidence, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like oh, all the games are going under. No. Rutgers and Houston went under because it's a Rutgers and Houston game. You know what I'm saying? 
Loyola Chicago went under the number because Illinois are a bunch of chokers. What a gutless performance, man. What a, like, putrid, gutless performance by Illinois. Like, especially losing to his team for, like from Chicago like that. You know what I mean? Like, you just got, like I said earlier, you wouldn't be able to tell which who was the one seat. You would have thought Loyola Chicago was the one seat. You, you really, you would have thought Loyola Chicago was the one seat. So the party starts 12-10. We're going we're gonna to take uh, Iowa in the first half. We're going to bet the over of the game. Like, look at the teams that are playing today, uh, you know, on Monday. High-scoring teams. The Ducks and the Hawkeyes. Oklahoma and Gonzaga. Um, the USC and Kansas can get after it. Michigan and LSU, total 148. Like, look at the totals tomorrow. They're all pretty high compared to what we're getting used to in the tournament. There's no 125s on the board here tomorrow. 148 with the Ducks and the Hawkeyes. Like I said, I'm going to be betting the over that game. I'm going to take Iowa in the first half, minus the three. I wanted to check in on the money line in the first half, just in case. But it's probably a little pricey. Probably a little pricey. Yeah, Iowa minus 196. I'll have to lay the three. But like I said, I expect the Ducks to be a little cold. They haven't played since last week. So I, it doesn't mean I don't think they can cover the five for the game, but I'm going to take Iowa in the first half. I'm going to bet the game to go over 148, and then maybe I'll jump in on the Ducks in game. Who knows? We already put in the play Gonzaga in the first half, minus eight and a half. Ian Cameron steps up and then bring it. Some artists work in clay, some in oils. We work in actionable insights and expert perspectives. But we just call it the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports is everywhere, every day, and so is the information about it. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every single day. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. We're kicking it, we're breaking it down. The brackets are busted. And uh, the countdown to tip-off continues. No rest for the wicked, man. We've got more basketball to be played Monday afternoon. Let's do this thing. Babano steps up and in. How you doing, Babano? I've watched basketball for the last 72 hours straight, and I'm still not sick of it yet, Gabe, so I'm doing quite well. No, no, we can't get enough. Uh, you know what? There were some really, really fun games today and uh, different different types of finishes in which you had an old-school street ball type of basketball game with Rutgers and Houston that came down to the wire. And then you have Oral Roberts, who just rained threes from the outside, uh, who knock off the Florida Gators, cash the ticket on the money line. And I'll tell you what, Oral Roberts now meet Arkansas stylistically, if you're Oral Roberts, it's a pretty good matchup. 
Yeah, you're going to welcome a matchup, I think, against the Razorbacks because it really fits the style and the pace that uh, Oral Roberts has played with all year. They've been up and down the basketball court. They get out in transition. Arkansas plays that exact same way. This is not a team that's going to look to you know slow the pace, take the air out of the basketball, force you to have to execute in the half court. Uh, Oral Roberts is just an outstanding team. They've got perimeter firepower. They've got Max Asmus. Uh, they've got Kevin O'Banner down low. They've got multiple shooters on the three-point line. And People don't talk about this about Oral Roberts, but you've got to mention it. Their defense, which early in the season, actually, if you look at this of the full season, their defensive numbers don't look great, but they played much better defensively in the Summit League tournament. And look, against Ohio State, they were making the stops down the stretch to win that basketball game, not the Buckeyes. Down the stretch against Florida on Sunday night, they were the team making the stops. They were the teams getting the defensive rebounds and finishing the defensive possession, not Florida. So, yeah, this team's defensive numbers don't look good for the whole season, but when they've needed to get a stop and they've needed their defense to come up big to win these two games, Gabe, they've gotten it done. No, you're exactly right. You know, the talk coming into the tournament, and it's not just talk, it was fact. You know, during the regular season, uh, all Roberts uh, were amongst the worst rebounding teams in the country. Like, they were, like, seventh in the country allowed in second-chance points, Babano type thing. You know what I mean? Like, they just didn't yeah, get yes, rebounds. But definitely. as you see in the tournament, man, they're rebounding against Ohio State, against Florida, against dudes that are bigger than them, and it just goes to show willpower and desire go a long way. And I was a little surprised by the number. I guess yes and no. I think the number was just off as far as Ohio State when they were getting, you know, 16, 16 and a half, uh, Babano. And then they were getting eight and a half, nine uh, today, uh, 11 and a half at FanDuel, total 159 and a half. Oral Roberts getting no love from the odds maker. They aren't, and you know this is a team that I've been on in the first two games, and I'm not going to be looking at anything but taking the points with them again one more time. And you know you always worry in the back of your mind: is this going to be Florida Gulf Coast, where the Sweet 16 is the end of the road, which it was for them, you know, several years back under Andy Enfield, the Dunk City team, or could this be a team that is like Loyola Chicago just a few years ago, where the ride is not ready to come to an end yet? at the Sweet 16, and they've maybe got another win or another couple of wins in them. I think they've got the prototype of a team that's going to cause Arkansas and anybody else they play if they get by that game problems because they can light it up from three. Look at all the teams that are winning in games in this tournament, Morency, because they're just lights out from three-point range. You know, look what Syracuse is doing. Why have they won their first two games? They're lighting it up from downtown. Oral Roberts, same thing. You can find so many of these teams that are just getting hot, shooting the basketball, particularly from distance, and it's made all the difference in the world, and that's the powerful equalizer at tournament time. You make your threes, you win, you advance. And you know what's crazy about Oral Roberts today, guys? They really didn't play great. They can play better. Like you saw, a lot of their shots were short. They were tired. Early in the basketball game, you could see that Florida kind of, you know, were were spacing properly. They were taking away the three-point line. It was almost as if it felt like, oh, yeah, now there's tape and, like, they're really breaking down what they want to do. Yet they still fought through it and ended up winning the basketball game, even though uh, Asmus didn't have his best uh, night. Um, They missed a lot of open shots and shots that they would normally make. And now they're going to be refreshed and recharged again. They get a full week, uh, too. I mean, we're not doing this stuff on Thursday and Friday anymore. Uh, Babano, so they get a full week until next weekend once again. I'm surprised about this opening number. 
Uh, I really am. And the total's 159 and a half. It's pretty high, Babano. It's hard to want to bet the under, but you know what? The stakes are getting higher now into the Sweet 16. Yeah, the total, I might, there's already been actually a downward move because that total actually opened at 161 and it's down at 159 now. So there's some early betters getting to the party and trying to bet the under, probably thinking it's a sweet 16 game. You know, the stakes are higher, you know, now another step further. Uh, and you're going to have, well, when you, you know, say it opened up a bet with that number, what one place opened up at that number? One place. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. that, that it opened up at that number. One place opened up at that number. 159. Like, I hate that stuff. Like, who cares what it opened up at? Like some offshore place or whatever that they said it. You know what I'm saying? The number is 159 and a half. Yeah, now that you're seeing broader markets opening up now, you're right. It's 159, 159 and a half, the total here. It's going to be tough for me to bet it under. You mean the real get... markets? <laughs> the real market, yeah. you mean, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, well, but West continue. Gate, yes. Westgate's the one that opened it quickly. Westgate's the one that opened it early in Las Vegas, and then everybody else has apparently uh, followed that. And now we're seeing 159, 159 and a half. It's tough to bet it under. It just is. I mean, you're going to get two teams that are going to go up and down the basketball court, two good offensive teams, uh, two teams that get out in transition. Arkansas had to hang on against Texas Tech, and it, they didn't exactly close the game all that well, uh, but they made the stops when they had to, and I thought their game against Texas Tech was a lot better, obviously, than they played against Colgate, and that's a good sign for Eric Musselman's team, and I respect Arkansas. You know I've talked about Arkansas. You have as well, Gabe. We like this team, the way they played down the stretch. We thought they had value in the futures market to win the, win the NCAA tournament with the way they played down the stretch. That doesn't mean I'm really rushing to lay 11.5 with them, though, in this game against an Oral Roberts team that's, hey, they're not fearless, and they're not going to be in awe of this Arkansas team. They've shown that already. The thing about Arkansas is they've proven that they can, as we just saw, they can win a battle against a really mentally tough and defensive-minded team uh, like well Texas Tech. Texas Tech team. Yeah, well, not so well coached today. Uh, I'll tell you that. Like, in fact, Chris Beard, I don't know, like, really? Uh, he did a terrible job in the last couple I of minutes of that basketball timeout game. that final possession. You know, well, more than just the timeout. Running. It was like the last just, you know, there's been some horrible coaching, actually. Horrible coaching uh, by big-time guys uh, in, this, um, in this tournament. But the thing with Arkansas is they can win like they showed, all right, if you're going to slow it down and we're going to play in the mid-60s here and it's a battle, we can survive. Because Arkansas are pretty good defensively, too. Like, they are aggressive defensively. Or if you get into a track meet, Arkansas is going to be comfortable in a track meet as well, right? So, it, you know, but stylistically, Oral Roberts match up with them. And as we've seen, the theme of this tournament, man, there's really not a ton of blowouts. Not everybody is Baylor. Not everybody is Gonzaga. Uh, right. So, yeah, I think I think it's a lot of points. And for the record, uh, number is um, we've got a Houston and Syracuse number six and a half. Houston Cougars are a six and a half point uh, favorites in this game. The total is 140. Syracuse, a lot of people that look down on coming into this tournament have been red hot from beyond uh, be, uh, beyond the arc. And here they are right now. Houston got a real scare today, man. They got a, and they're lucky too. Bad coaching on Rutgers. Rutgers could have won that game. They had Houston on the ropes. They were up by five and six and seven with a few minutes left, Babano. And they slowed it down, man. They kept on like milking the clock instead of worrying about just playing the game. It was too early to milk. You milk yeah, the run, clock run, when there's it. a minute left. Run your stuff. Yeah. Run your stuff like it's the middle of the first half. Just keep doing yeah, you it. Don't keep milk it. Plays that when you've got a four point lead.
Yeah, you got a four-point lead with two and a half minutes left. It's not time to start, like, you know, taking a knee, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially against the Houston Cougars. They just, and, you know, they went into isolation, and it was just like, you know, they tightened up a battle. But that's on the coach as well. That's on the coach as well. But, listen, I like Houston. I think Houston can go deep. But similar situation here. I'm not ready to lay points with Houston. The way that Houston plays, they're going to play in close games. Yeah, and Dejon Giroux was not 100%, and he's the one of the leaders of the team, and you could tell he's gutting through the game. I give him all the credit in the world for just trying to gut his way through playing that game tonight against Rutgers, but he was less than 100%. Sasser and Grimes didn't have their best games by any stretch of the imagination tonight for the Cougars as well. Uh, I was leaning Rutgers, but I'm like, I respect Houston. I'm not going against this Houston team, but if you had Rutgers plus eight, congratulations. I mean, it was a uh, a game that they were right in wire to wire, and as you said, they had every opportunity to win that game. Syracuse has been that team I've been riding. You know, for the first two games, because we've seen this with Jim Beheim and Syracuse before just a few years ago, barely squeak into the tournament and they get all the way into the final four. You know, I'm not saying this team's going to do it, but they've certainly looked like a team that's got the potential to do it right now. You know, they destroyed not just a good defensive team, a really good defensive team in San Diego State in their first tournament game. And then against West Virginia, look, West Virginia punched them back. In the second half. And that game could have gotten away from them. But then there's Joe Girard, the point guard. There's Buddy Bayheim making big shots to turn the tide back in Syracuse's favor. I think their front court's underrated and it's gotten better later in the season. Quincy Garrier, Gabe, a Montreal guy, you'll like that. Uh, he's played excellent, I think, for Syracuse here in this tournament. Merrick Dolajai, he's got the basically the body type, the body type of me. You know, he's got no meat on the bones, just like me, uh, but he's a good basketball player for Syracuse. He's like played you. well. <laughs> yeah. But he's a, you know, a good he's, basketball player. <laughs> yeah, he's a good basketball tall and lanky like me, but obviously a lot more better at basketball than me. But this team's got it rolling right now. I am leaning at, I'm certainly leaning toward taking the points with Syracuse. I feel like I'm 2 and 0 with Syracuse. So far in this tournament, I took him against the Aztecs. I took him against West Virginia. Why would I jump off the train at this point? Ian Cameron, kick it with us on Sports Rage. Late night, Sunday, bloody Sunday. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll start to take a look at tomorrow's game. Bring it. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night 
Tight Anger Match with Class King King News. I am Renzi. We're kicking it on Sirius XM Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, kicking it with us uh, right now. All right, uh, Babano, we've got a lot of games to get to and not a lot of time to do it in. So let's start off um, with the Ducks who get the pass through the weekend, and now they get Iowa in the morning. Number's been fluctuating, five, five and a half. It's been bouncing around. Total has been pretty solid at 147 and a half. What's your thoughts on this Pac-12 Big Ten matchup? So better coach, Dana Altman. Better defense, Oregon. I think players that are experienced, tough, Chris Duarte back healthy again. The Rutgers transfer, Eugene Omarui, he was injured earlier in the season. Will Richardson, LJ Figueroa, these are all guys that have played in the tournament before. This is an Iowa team. I do not trust laying points. It's exactly why I took Grand Canyon uh, against them yesterday. Now, it was Iowa played well, but this is a much greater step-up challenge for them. Now, there is some concern, and maybe it's why Oregon opened four and it's five and a half, people betting Iowa. Maybe they're concerned Oregon had the game against VCU canceled, VCU having COVID issues. They haven't played a game yet, throwing off their schedule. Maybe there's a little bit of concern there. But I think from a matchup standpoint, this is a solid enough matchup for Oregon. We've seen them make a run in the tournament before, and I'm not passing up getting five and a half points with this team. Oklahoma and Gonzaga follow Gonzaga lay two touchdowns and the hook 14 and a half total 154 and a half this is a basketball game in which you figure there should be some points in right Gonzaga I mean these guys are unbelievable as far as they average 92 points a game to begin with so you know they don't slow it down for anybody they're going to push the tempo and Oklahoma uh you know there's not that's the thing with Gonzaga there's no real way to beat them Right. It's not like you can say, well, if we do this or we do that, you know, Gonzaga are an interesting team, guys, in which they really don't like have a thing that they do that you can shut down. You know what I mean, Babano? They do whatever is there. <laughs> like they do whatever they want. Yep. They can play on the transition. They can hit a three. They can take it inside on you. They have multiple players that can score from anywhere on the court. So they sort of play like an improvised, free-flowing style. And like I said, I don't know, if you slow it down, I think it's just a slow death. I guess you try to outscore them and you crash the glass on them, but they're incredibly tough to deal with. And quite frankly, Oklahoma don't have the talent to do it. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the total, and I understand that it's hard to bet Gonzaga under, but the problem is a lot of these totals are coming right around the number with Gonzaga. Look at the Norfolk State game. I think it actually just fell short. It landed on 153. That's the problem. I mean, you're not getting any bargain with an over with Gonzaga. This total is 154. And Oklahoma, Lon Kruger, I'll tell you this right now, they're going to try to slow this down, especially with Davion Harmon, their second-leading scorer, going to miss this game. And he didn't play against Missouri uh, either in their first game, you know, he is a guy. He's one of the f- couple of guys on this or- uh, Oklahoma team that can consistently shoot the three ball for them. So you take 12.9 points per game out of the lineup with his absence. I think if you're Oklahoma, you can't trade b- buckets with Gonzaga. You've got to try to slow it down a little bit. Look, I know Gonzaga only played Norfolk State, but they they made they made a loud statement. I mean, I know it was Norfolk State, but they made a loud statement. They they just took that team to the woodshed and beat them down. I think this is a team that's sick of here, and they don't play anybody in the West Coast Conference. I think there's a statement here for Gonzaga to try to live up to this billing as the number one overall seed. So I'll keep it short and say there's no way I'm going against Gonzaga. If I had to take a side, I'd have to lay the points. Yeah, I don't like laying this type of points, but I agree with your statement. 
I think that they're on a mission. Not only, uh, you know, they obviously, I don't listen. I don't think they care about what the outside world says. You know, obviously they're doing their thing, but they have those critics. Oh, look at the conference that they play in. Look, Babana, we know, man, they played eight power five conference teams, big time teams. Hell, all these teams in their in their bracket, in their region and beat them. Right. They beat Virginia. They beat Kansas. They beat Iowa. You know, Auburn's not here. They beat Auburn. You know, we can go down the list. It's too bad they were going to play Baylor this year, guys, but the game got canceled. But I think you're right. I think they just want to smash people as well in this tournament and say, oh, you got a, you got a problem now after we just killed everyone in the tournament, too? And, and really just put an explanation point on this thing. They're going to be tough to beat, man. Baylor are damn good, too. But I agree, Babana. You can't get in front of this Gonzaga team. It's not enough. Maybe if it was like 17 and a half or 18 and a half or 21 and a half or something like that. But I'm kind of thinking, Babana, like, and it's funny, the total is 154 and a half. I sort of think 87, 67, which gets you to 154. But that's a 20 point win for, for the Zags in that ballpark, Babano. I think it creeps in. Like you said, it'll be right around the total. I think it'll creep over the number because Gonzaga are going to get into the high 80s. It's up to what can Oklahoma do, right? Like, what can, what can Oklahoma give you? And I think Oklahoma can give us enough to get there, but. I liked, I would lay the points in the over here, Babano. That's the, I'm, I mean, I'll end up with it, and I'll think about the first half of Gonzaga, too. Yeah, obviously, Gonzaga's just got an unbelievable array of scores and shooters. They just do, with Corey Kispert, uh, obviously Drew Timmy down low. Jalen Suggs has been beyond incredible this year uh, for the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs. Austin Reeves is the key. Like, if Oklahoma's going to cover in this game, Austin Reeves has to play like he did against Missouri. He scored 23 points. Manic. Uh, got 19 points in that game as well. Brady Manick for Oklahoma. Those two guys in particular have to score. They have to. If they struggle to shoot the ball, they're going to get wiped out uh, in this game by Gonzaga. And, and that's what it's going to boil down to here. I like Lon Kruger a lot. And there's been a lot of years and a lot of matchups and opponents where I've taken Oklahoma in the tournament. And that's the reason I'm not laying it with Gonzaga. Like, I'm not going to be betting this game at all. But I respect Lon Kruger enough that I'm not going to relay 14 and a half with them. He's a great coach. But Oklahoma's going from a Missouri team, Gabe, that was erratic and inconsistent as hell down the stretch of the season with a coach that I'm not all that fond of him in Quanzo Martin. Uh, I don't think he's the best coach in the world right now. Uh, and now you're playing this Gonzaga team. It's going to be a huge step up for the Sooners. Sorry, Lisa. Ian Cameron kicking it uh, with us. I think you're right about that. I think Kruger's playing for the cover here. <laughs> like Ultimately, if you're Oklahoma, yeah. that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you might cover. You're not winning this game, but you might cover. You might cover. Um, so a similar schedule as to today, and I'm not a massive fan of it, but whatever, it is what it is. So tip off at 12-10 with the Ducks and, the, and, and Iowa, the Hawkeyes, and then 2.40 Eastern time, Oklahoma, Gonzaga, and then dinner time on the East Coast, evening time, we'll be on game time decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern during all these games. Albaline Christian gets UCLA at 5.15 Eastern time, but Bano Bruins lay four and a half. And, you know, every couple of years, man, we've seen this story before. Team plays in the play-in game, they make it to the Sweet 16. Albaline Christian knocks off Texas. I give them credit, but they knocked Texas off because the referee called a garbage-ass call with a second left in a game that he never should have been called. And they, I'll give credit for the kid hitting both free throws, though. But uh, what do you make of Abilene Christian and UCLA? 
This is interesting because UCLA is a team I didn't expect to you know get this far. I thought they'd lose to Michigan State, and I actually thought they'd lose to BYU as well. Now I didn't. I did bet Michigan State against them, and, and that lost. I didn't bet the UCLA BYU game, but I still thought UCLA would not get past that game. But here they are, and, and they're here because look. Mick Cronin will talk all he wants about how he's a defensive-minded guy, and in the years past, we've seen that. Right now, they're here because they're scoring UCLA. Johnny Juzang's playing out of his mind. I don't know what's gotten into this Jaime Jaquez for UCLA, but he has been unbelievable in the first two games against Michigan State and BYU. He was a double-digit scorer in both games, and it's made up, for, made up for a defense that's kind of not been good. This isn't a Mick Cronin-type defense this year, UCLA. They've struggled to get stops at that end of the floor. But right now, their shooting and their scoring is picking up for it uh, in a big way. This is a tricky one because Abilene Christian and teams like this, and we're already seeing a track record with Oral Roberts and some of these upstarts that pull the massive upset, Syracuse, you know, they're, they're riding the momentum right into the Sweet 16. And When you beat a team with the length and the athleticism that Texas has, and you force them into the turnovers and just the sloppy play, Abilene Christian's a serious defensive team. And if you ask me, they're playing better defense going into this game than UCLA is. I have a hard time laying points with UCLA in this game. I'm not saying I'm going to be on Abilene for sure, but it's certainly the way I'm leaning. All right, Vibana, we got a couple of minutes left. So um, after that, after 5.15 Eastern time, we've got Ohio and Creighton. It's 6, 6.10 Eastern time. Um, I was on the, the Bobcats. A lot of people were. They were a trendy pick against Virginia. Tr- interesting game against Creighton. LSU and Michigan is a great contest at 7.10 Eastern. Michigan laying five there. Colorado State, Florida State, 7.45 Eastern. Maryland and Bama, 8.45 Eastern. And USC and Kansas is the nightcap at 9.40 Eastern. Out of all these games, which ones do you like, uh, Babana? What are you going to be betting on? I'm going to be on Ohio again. I believe in them. Uh, they, they convinced me how good they were when they blew out Buffalo. Buffalo is the pedigree team in the MAC for years, and they just destroyed them in the championship game. Uh, they took care of business against Virginia. Creighton was very fortunate to get by Santa Barbara, you know, on the weekend. Let's not forget that. And I don't think Creighton has played consistent enough where I'm ready to lay five and a half with them. I think Ohio certainly can cover that number, maybe even win that game. I'm very high on what I'm seeing from the Bobcats right now. I like the over game and with the game involving your Wolverines. Uh, against LSU. I think that game gets up and down the floor. Yep. I lean to LSU a little bit. They're starting to convince me that they, the fact that they beat St. Bonaventure and did it with defense and didn't mind getting frustrated and caught up in a snail pace game, that is going to, I think, maybe bode well for them against Michigan. Michigan's going to face a lot tougher task than Texas Southern here in this game. But I like the total more than I do the side. I like over 149 in that game. And I like Florida State to beat Colorado. I know Colorado was very impressive against Georgetown. Florida State kind of struggled, sputtered, just snuck by Greensboro. But Florida State's got length, athleticism edges. Other than McKinley Wright, I think Florida State's got a lot more in terms of quality personnel and better defense as well. So I like Florida State to get past Colorado. Yeah, I don't really understand the number of this game. I, you know, I, I think that Florida State should be bigger favorites than they are. It's minus 118 on the money line. It's basically a pick 'em uh, that game. Similar situation to USC and Kansas, Babano. USC Trojans minus 118 on the money line. Kansas Jayhawks plus 100. Kansas played with fire against Eastern Washington, but dialed it up a notch down the stretch. 
USC handles their business against the Drake. This is going to be a hell of a basketball game. This game's coming down to the wire, Mimetta. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, this should be a good one. And I cashed a ticket with Eastern Washington against uh, Kansas, but Kansas was laying 11. They're obviously now an underdog here, a slight underdog in this game. But I'll tell you what, David McCormick is the guy that obviously is, was great down the stretch against Eastern Washington. But they've got the Mobley brothers, right? Evan and Isaiah Mobley for USC. And they can kind of neutralize him a little bit uh, down low. Look, Marcus Garrett, who hasn't – if you've watched Kansas basketball all year – Marcus Garrett's not a big-time three-point shooter, and yet he exploded with a, several three-balls and big ones against Eastern Washington that maybe if they don't get those three-point shots from Marcus Garrett, they maybe don't, don't win that game or, or definitely are down to the wire and barely winning it. So I don't know if that can continue for a guy that hasn't shot the three consistently well at a high percentage this season. I'm leaning SC right now because Kansas was kind of a fade team for me coming into the tournament, but it does kind of bother me from a value standpoint that they're an underdog. You know, I was kind of hoping Kansas would be a slight favorite. Now I'm seeing USC a slight favorite. I don't love the value, but I think USC's got it in them to win this game. Ian Cameron, find him on Twitter at Babano. Great stuff, Babano. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Well, we don't call it the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio for nothing. Wow, what a rapid uh, fire show this evening. Great opinions. Uh, we got a bunch of different uh, picks, opinions, and all these games that are coming up in a matter of hours, man. Um, I guess depending on where you are, when you're listening, we're on in a million different time zones and all that, but uh, we'll put it this way. We're less than 10 hours away from tip-off right now, pretty much wherever you are, and that's a cool thing. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm looking forward to this card. I think we can crash and bang uh, here. We're going to start off with this Iowa game. And as I stated, it's a tricky game. A lot of people seem to be punting on it, but we're, you know, we don't get paid to punt on these games. So um, our opinion is this game is going to go over the number, and we're going to lay the three points with Iowa in the first half. I'm going to play into the fact that uh, the Ducks are a little bit um, – a little bit cold out of the gate. Iowa comes out hot, and then the Ducks make a game of it as it goes on. I think it gets there. Uh, we brought it up earlier. The Ducks are 7-0 and to the over in their last uh, seven games. 17-9 and to the over on the season. Iowa 15-15 and as far as totals, but their numbers were a lot higher than this a lot of the time. 
right? They do score 85 points a game. They have a lethal offense, the Hawkeyes. So I think this game's going to go over the number. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play a triple threat here, man. Gonzaga better roll. I'm taking uh, Gonzaga in the first half minus eight and a half. I'm going to lay the 14 and a half in the game. And I'm going to go over the number as well. Follow me on Twitter throughout the day. I'll be raging and uh, venting my rage about the uh, tournament. Michigan play tomorrow. I think that game's going to go over, and I think Michigan just barely cover. Matias, what's your pick for Michigan? Quick, we, we don't have a lot of time. What's your final score prediction? What do you think happens to Michigan? I think we win the game overall, but we don't cover the points. I think it comes down to the last possession, but Michigan wins. I'm gonna, I got more confidence than you. I'm going to say Michigan wins 79-73. Or 80 to 73. It's going to get to like 153, 154, and Michigan will barely cover the number or they'll push. We're going to be live at 6 on these affiliates and, of course, SiriusXM, Channel 204. Other than that, you're on your own. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.